This is the Boar's Nest Podcast. Before I begin today, I need to address the elephant in the room. Now, of course, I made a comment on the last show that I have a new girl in my life. It's very serious. And since then, I have been literally interrogated and strong-armed into answering questions. I felt pressure to have my girl here today to quelch all the anxiety. There's a lot of, you know, who is she? Is she your haircut lady? I even was asked if she was an inanimate object. <laughs> you know, my, like a Roomba, a robotic vacuum that I named after Drink a female. A and I fell in love with her. Well, they're making those dolls very realistic now. <laughs> I was asked, is she imaginary? Did I make her up? Where did I meet her? I can only imagine the texting that was going on that I wasn't involved in. Well, folks, I'm here to tell you. I texted Taylor last night and I told her we're done. (laughs) It's time to crack open that Zima and let's celebrate love. That's embarrassing. That's David, you never even said her name. Lainey Wilson. I was going to say, are you going to introduce her? Arriba! All right, folks, it's season three, episode two. 
Today, of course, is March 11th, 2023. We're playing this because uh, between uh, our last podcast and now, we noticed that we did have a download from Mexico, just south of Cancun, actually. So we wanted to salute our fellow listeners south of the border. And it is also our anniversary show. Two years, Jamie. Two years. Can you believe it? I do not believe it. It's Selection Sunday today as we're recording this. And, of course, March Madness is just around the corner. We have St. Pat's Day coming up. It is Daylight Savings, Jamie, finally. Finally. I'm really happy about that. And, of course, March is a big month for vasectomies. Are you making an announcement about something or no? No, no. (laughs) I'm still potent. (laughs) Your boys can swim. My boys can swim. (laughs) I'm Dave. I'm Jamie. And I'm Casey. And this is... The Boys Nest. I think it's the wine. The double fist. Yeah. Isn't it funny? You hear a phone ring and it could be anybody. But a ringing phone has to be answered, doesn't it? What? Hello? Who could it be, Jamie? Who's calling us on the NetPhone call-in line? NetPhone, not just communication. Well, we've got a very special guest on the show today calling in all the way from Minnesota. He has uh, never been on the show before. Good friend of Jamie's from way back when. We'll get into all those stories, but we're going to uh, welcome to the show uh, Scott from Minnesota. Scott, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. Just like to say, long-time listener, first-time caller. Appreciate the time. I like this. And, and if you don't mind, can I, can I be the first one to ask a question? Ooh. By all means. By I all like means. This, yeah. Okay. Like I said, long-time listener. So I'm going to ask the question, and then I'll put some context around why I'm asking. So here it comes. Casey, why are you on this podcast? <laughs> all right. Here's the context. Why do you want to here's ruin your life and your career? <laughs> Obviously, you're carrying a big portion of the entertainment value on this podcast. Impeccable timing. You got it going on everything else. So all I can think is that you're like a displaced Girl Scout that didn't get their geriatric badge or they got some they got some compromising pictures of you at a petting zoo or I mean what is what, what is the reason that you're adding this kind of value with these two? So Scott, you feel that Jamie and I might have something on her? I, I think there's something being held over her head. No, yeah. No, so. no, no, no. That's definitely not it. Yeah, and you're here on your own free will, right? I, I mean I am. And I supplied the liquor this evening. She did. She yes. bought margaritas with to the show today, so yes. that's what we're drinking. Nice. So, Casey, just tap on the microphone twice if you need help. <laughs> What's your safe word, Casey? What's your safe word? <laughs> Cotright? Cotright? If she yells Cotright, she's in trouble. That is, yes. <laughs> Tippy-toe. Tippy-toe. You were listening. You said you listened to all the podcasts. Were you listening and like, oh, these guys are going to be done in about two episodes. And then we brought the refreshing young Casey onto the right. show. And you're like, okay, maybe they'll last another year now or something. Yeah. Like I mean, we knew we were we were in a plane going down. <laughs> yes, exactly. We had to do something. Right. <laughs> I, I was talking to a good friend of mine, Joe Rogan. He said, these guys are going to catch me. They're going to top my show. And we'd you love know, to have Joe. That boar's nest right 
not. We'd love to have Joe on the show. Yeah, and that's what he said. And then, then he asked the next question, like, who is this? Why do you keep calling? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to jump into Brenda's older brother's wedding. Do you remember that? <laughs> the correct answer would be yes, but in reality, no. No. That, I, I don't even know what room I'm in right now, dude. Okay. <laughs> I'm in my own house, and I don't know where I'm at right now. No, I do not remember it. One thing I was going to just throw in here, you are our oldest guest. Nice. And by old, what are we talking? What are we talking here? Well, first of all, that helps towards Casey's geriatric badge. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Thank my hours. You're helping my hours. You got that working for you, so you can sew that on later. Um, I'm I'm a a late six decades. I'm 60. Congratulations. Well, congratulations. They're not giving you jello soon, are they? I've double-bolted the door so my day nurse can't get in. Yes, time for your sponge bath, Mr. Scott. Well, then I'd unbolt those doors if it was that time. The story is uh, Brenda's older brother was getting married and they wanted you and Pat to do the wedding. And the reason they wanted you is, and I, I got permission to tell this story, uh, Brenda had a crush on you and that's why they requested Scott and Pat. And can, I, can I just jump in here so that our listeners understand the context of everything here? So Scott and Jamie worked together at, a, at the biggest DJ company there was at the time that I know of. I mean, you guys had, what, 20, 20, could do 20 weddings on a weekend, couldn't you? Yeah, when I left there, they had 20 shows. So these guys were in the DJ business well before I ever was. I'm just a novice little rookie coming along, trying to do the best I can. But And this was back when, Jamie, you were still in high school. And then after high school, you were there for a little while. Like I said, there's like 20 shows they could do, but there was always the, like, the prime shows, you know? There were like probably maybe four to five prime shows that went out that weekend. The creme de la creme, right? And Scott and Jamie were involved with that group. They were the top notch. I could see this. It sounds about right. I'm I'm blushing, Scott. (laughs) I need to find some Kleenex first. Can we pause this? Yeah, that was also the most humble I've heard, Dave. Let me just say, from a staunch heterosexual that I am, um, Scott was a looker. All right. He, oh, he, Scott. yeah, Scott oh. always got the girls looking at him. And I'm sure he got a lot of numbers at those shows. Oh, Scott, age is just a number. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I don't know how to go on after that. I, I, usually just got, uh, I got Jamie's cast on. Is all it was. You know, I just go on and pick that up. I know, I know. He broke your heart, baby. Come on with me. Come on with me. You and can Jay- call me Jamie. Back to this crush. And, uh, do you have a number? <laughs> hey, Brenda. I'm going to go back to the story if I can. Did I get you off track a little bit? <laughs> I certainly was aware of Scott because he DJed at our high school. And so I was aware of him. I don't think I've ever spoken to him or anything like that. At the wedding, I busted out my dance move. You called the boss and said, if I can get this guy in flight pants, a white lace glove, and a mullet <laughs> with his dance moves, this kid's unstoppable. And so I was almost like hired on the spot. I went from DJ to high. agent. <laughs> Put a little paisley on that guy's gold. I believe you said, I want to take this kid under my wing, okay, and I told these two that you were my mentor. Wow. I'm just getting tagged here left and right. 
A lot to live up to. 60 Minutes has got nothing on us. Well, I, I can tell you working shows with Jamie, being the look that he had and that smile and the way he would just shyly look away from women, you know, <laughs> they would just eat it up. He would get stuck with every high school or every middle school. And so it was always Jamie and I doing those kind of dances and things of that nature. And then when it was like three of us and, and Pat would be along with also, and maybe you knew this or maybe you didn't, Jamie, but a lot of times just to get even with Jamie because he was taking all the good looking women, you know, that were out there at a high school dance, is that we would go find the dorkiest looking girl that was standing out there by herself, and we'd go up to her and just whispering like, you know, you see my friend up there? He's uh, he's really shy. He's been saying how much he wants to dance with you. He won't ask you, but if you asked him, I promise I'll slow it down. And uh, we would, and he'd be out there looking back at us, going, you know, I'm going to kill you guys. Here I thought I danced but, with all those girls back in high school because of my charm. It was a setup, though I did not realize. <laughs> yeah, we we picked them all. That one with the mouth guard, I think that might have sliced something on you. That's where you got that scar from. As Scott mentioned, we did a lot of middle schools, high school together. Sure. Something that I was unprepared for, and Scott had mentioned it, but I thought, like, this guy's crazy. This isn't going to happen. He said, when we go to this school, the girls ask for autographs. A 16-year-old guy. Right, never having an autograph asked of him before. Right. And what I realized, so the show ends and girls are rushing up to the stage and they're asking for autographs. Throwing panties at you and everything. <laughs> but these are middle school girls. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Scott, yeah, did yeah I... they were wearing panties. So. Did any of the teachers get involved? <laughs> Her parents called? But yeah, they were middle school girls, you know, and they're, we want your autograph. What I quickly realized was I didn't have a signature. Like, oh. they oh. would hand us a piece of paper and Scott <laughs> yeah, would sign it. Yeah, it was just it. a bunch of scribble, right? Yeah. Oh, Scott was prepared. Yeah, well, no, yeah. yeah, and then I would sign, and I looked at his and I'm like, oh, that looks like an autograph. That looks like, you know, Babe Ruth or some, something you can read. Mine was just like up, down, scribble, scribble, scribble. So a doctor's signature. Yes. Yeah. So then shortly after that, I had to develop kind of a signature. Sure. It was mm-hmm. legible. Yeah. Do you think any of those girls still have our autograph? That would be really, really weird. <laughs> and I want to go check out my yard right now and see if they're staring in the window. <laughs> I have to ask, Jamie, though, if you, if you had the opportunity like that, you have to look back. And all of the girls in high school that were writing their name or their boyfriend on their notebook and everything else, was it you on yours just practicing your signature? <laughs> just Jamie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would like s- he'd like, be wow, at he's a little self-absorbed, isn't he? Hey, Jamie, you want to come out tonight? No, I'm going to practice writing. I'm going up to Whitefish Bay. I have to <laughs> I got to practice my autograph. Yeah. I found it incredibly weird going to schools like that. I mean, we went out to, I believe it was Fort Atkinson. Me and Pat, we went and did a, a, a show there one time and the next time we came out the janitors had to lock us in the bathroom as we changed into our flight pants because the girls were trying to break the door down and then the principal asked us the next time that we came out if we could speak to this to the individual classes this is like an after school dance before spring break that we could come talk about the dare program <laughs> it was little flyers to go in and talk and all pat did was poke his face around the corner and looked into a into one of the classrooms and they screamed i'm playing somebody else's music wearing pants that are way too tight and uncomfortable <laughs> and i'm not making enough money to take you to mcdonald's so what is your deal what is question. wrong with you I okay question. all right what what are flight I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. Oh, my girl. My girl. (laughs) Sorry, I like fashion, but what are flight 
pants. It was. Now they're tight. Scott says they're tight. Well, they can be, yes. If you're wearing them right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a thing of the 80s. Everyone had at least one pair. Well, can you give me a visual? Like, what are we working with? Were they made from parachute material? And then they had zippers. Well, they could have, but then they, all the manufacturers then globbed onto it, obviously. So there were all different fabrics. I mean, it wasn't just like an actual parachute pants, you know, with the pockets on the side, the big deep pockets, like about thigh high. Very popular was the break dancing. Okay, right. Right. No, I wouldn't say they were. Well, they were relatively tighter than than that. Did you ever see the original Top Gun, Casey? I'm taking you back, like. Hey, Goose, you big stud. That's me, honey. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Show me the way home, honey. Okay, when they're actually walking out on the flight deck, those pants that you see them wearing that are like that, except they made it into more of the parachute material. And they had zippers everywhere else. And it's kind of a throwback with the Michael Jackson red jacket kind of thing. And it morphed into pants like that. This is before Michael wore that jacket, but it's kind of along that lines. Anytime we did a middle school or a high school or things like that, we all came out in in flight pants. And it was so embarrassing with wearing the same pair, you know, (laughs) like same color same everything else like it's just yeah for some reason that was a thing it's just kind of weird how obviously i'm a product of the 80s so i'm i'm pro 80s it's weird when i listen to the radio or if i go out to a bar or whatever like that that is the predominant sound that you hear isn't it the 80s no the 80s (laughs) sound i mean people don't dress like that anymore i mean i Dave, calm down. Sorry. <laughs> it's hyperventilating there. <laughs> Might have been the wine. It's the predominant sound that you hear, even today. That's at late 70s through the 80s. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a twinge of the early 90s in there, but that's like the predominant sound that gets kind of get played over and over and over. But what always gets me is that I go over to friend's house and they have, you know, daughters, sons that are in, you know, early college years and they're listening to their music and got their AirPods in and everything else like that. But they're not singing along. They're, they're not, you know, really getting into the music, but then they join us and we've got something playing on Alexa. So that's, you know, from the 80s, you know, on iHeartRadio or something like that. And also they just join in. They start singing the songs. Yeah, all of a sudden a foreigner you song know? comes on and everyone wants to sing. Yeah, and they know the words and it, and it just seems to have more character the music where it doesn't doesn't seem to sound like it just might be my you know 60 year old thinking that way but right it's just weird i i I think we were in our prime at the right time i was going to bring up you know when we were talking about flight pants i don't know if you've ever heard this story scott and it wasn't you or me i did a middle school with one of our other djs uh he went commando with flight pants (laughs) well i think he went commando in a lot of material So, you know, I think in his day-to-day life, he went commando. It was an early afternoon show, like on a Friday or something. We'd do the show and then school would let out. He said, oh my God, I forgot my undergarments. He put on his flight pants, which were white, and the the school called the office. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a window behind him? 
I personally didn't notice anything, but you know. <laughs> well, you weren't most. You weren't really the most attentive young youth at that time. And I wasn't facing him, but I guess it was noticeable. That... <laughs> I, I'm glad that you mentioned that you didn't notice because I felt right at that moment like you were checking me out all the time. <laughs> I wonder if he's got undergarments on right there. I don't think Scott wears underwear. <laughs> it was In no case, to answer Casey's question, he's walking around with a flashlight, so he's <laughs> making sure everybody can see. Well, that that brings up, since we're talking about garments at a, at a show, uh, Scott, I don't know if you know about the story of Jamie and I. So Jamie and I obviously had our own DJ company, and we only did weddings, mainly weddings and parties, it seemed like, was the big thing that we did. We didn't really do the high school stuff. You know, obviously, you're doing a show wherever the show is. You don't have have the luxury necessarily of a changing room. You're just going to the whatever the bathroom is. From setting up the show to getting ready to do the show, you have to change, right? You have to put on your, your good shirt, your cummerbund, your tie, all that kind of good stuff. There was this one show, and I don't remember exactly where it was. Jamie might be able to refresh my memory. It was at the University of Whitewater. It was like a really fancy locker room. It was a huge room with benches, and it had mirrors and stuff yeah, like so that. Yeah, like, so this is like something that we we haven't been exposed to before, all right? Because we're used to just hitting the stall and like working around the toilet trying to get dressed. This was very nice. So we had all the room in the world. So yeah, so then we were getting dressed out in the open, right? Yeah. It was you and I together yeah. kind of thing. And there was a mirror on each wall. Okay, so, so all right. So we were like facing away from each other. Right. But you can see every angle. Yeah. We but, got our angles covered. You know, we, we don't go commando, so it's no big deal. Right. You know, we've known each other. We but, were in gym class together. But... We're human beings, and we're curious. <laughs> so my friend Jamie here decided to take a little peek. <gasps> mommy, mommy, that bumman's in the bathroom, and there's something hard in his pants. <laughs> and what'd you see, Jamie? I saw his ass. He was his, un- his underwear was literally like one strand of material. <laughs> he was wearing a thong. It's called a g-string. Well, it wasn't intended to be. It was a tidy whitey. Originally, I thought it was, anyway. He was single at the time. 15 years ago, it was a tidy whitey. I'm sure if he was in a relationship at that time, female in the relationship would have gotten, would have retired that pair of underwear. (laughs) I just remember looking up in the mirror and seeing, like, all butt cheek. Hmm. I'd better play it cagey. <laughs> With an elastic band at the waist. You, you sure the significant other would have retired him or bedazzled him? <laughs> so he pointed, He, and of course, a good friend that he is, he pointed out to me the fact. Snorted. <laughs> that was a snort. That was the first snort of the show. David, you might want to retire that pair of underwear. Proper English accent, too? (laughs) Like he was your butler? You, sir, may want to retire those. So, Scott, so that brings up, what do you think, I know I'm probably putting you on your spot, but like uh, an embarrassing moment or uh, a situation that you got into during uh, a show. Do you have anything like that? Oh, gee. With my lack of paying attention, a lot of embarrassing moments, but in in the same context of getting dressed and having to go into the bathroom and doing it. And you always hope that you get the handicapped stall, you know, so you get the bigger room. That's my man. That's my man. So you you feel like like you're the star. Yeah, Jamie and I would like, we would like fight through the door. (laughs) 
there'd be like a battle going through the door, you know? Exactly. So it's the first time that I think I was in one of those stalls and in a bathroom where everything was hands-free, you know, where it just, it flushes by itself, it, uh, the sink comes on by when you put your hands underneath it, everything else. So I go into the stall and it's backed up and it's like right up to the edge. And I didn't think anything about it. I, I throw down my garment bag, I step on top of it, I start changing and about halfway through, all of a sudden I move away from the toilet and it flushes. And it starts getting up over the top of the edge and everything inside of there starts coming. I picked up everything, threw it in a garment bag. I run out. I've got just a tuck shirt on and I'm in my underwear. There's probably six, seven people in the bathroom. I throw my stuff up on the counter. It goes into the sink, which activates the automatic (laughs) faucet and fills my garment bag full of water, which included my pants. So I had to go do (laughs) this monologue for a wedding with pretty much just dripping in water. I had nothing to change into. Everybody's just basically staring at my crotch. I felt like a a porn star for a second, but it's simply because, you know, I'm leaving puddles on the dance floor. So every time I walk in, there's like PTSD. I step into the stall and I have to step up against the wall going, oh, don't trigger it. Don't trigger it. Don't trigger it. I was going to say there are a number of times and, and you've experienced it too when you're out on the floor and talking and you've talked yourself into a corner and you can't get out of it. Over there, that creek, man, I found a couple of shelves on the arrowhead. <laughs> it's those kind of situations that, that lead to moments when you're walking down the hallway at work or out at Target or anywhere and suddenly it flashes back and you just go, oh, damn it, mm-hmm, damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people look at you now like they're calling security and they want you out of the store. And I, I would always screw things up and then when I got back to the coffin, Jamie would correct me on what I did wrong or what I said wrong. <laughs> yes, he's very good at that. I was going to mention, I believe it was the very first show that we did together, because the first couple of shows that I did, I was only on setup crew. Oh, you were the help. Yeah, so I would have to go there at like six, set up the show, and then go back at midnight and tear down the show once they deemed God, that. what I, a life. I was going to mention, you know, this is coming off of my dishwashing job that was in a previous podcast. <laughs> at Keggles? Yes, yeah. exactly. So going from washing dishes to Keggles to signing autographs and breakdancing. Right. You were a big deal. Well, Jamie was a big dancer. He was, he had, his feet were always tapped. And and you knew he was going to start dancing because that big smile would come across his face. Yes. Before anything would move on his body. Yeah. He'd just look and he'd smile and then all of a sudden, boom, he's popping and locking and like, hey, dude, settle down. We're on the bus. We're on the bus. We're going up to Zantigo. The show was over. We're back at the office and you're like, do you want to go to Winchester's with the guy? I'm 16 at the time, never been in a bar in my life. And I'm like, well, I can't get in there. And well, if I get caught, the police are going to come. They're going to call the police and I'm going to be like dragged out of there. And I think Scott explained to me, no, they're just going to throw you out. Don't worry about getting caught. It's Winchester's. And we're just going to stick you in the middle of a group of like eight of us and you'll be fine. That was my first experience in a bar. And that was my first experience with seven and sevens, which I still drink today. See? Oh. See what you've done, Scott? So you gotta- I, I'm an evil seed. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad. I'll punish myself later. I'm sorry. You got it. Uh, you got a hold of me in my informative years, okay? And it stuck with me. I so, Scott, so, Scott, obviously, Casey wasn't around in the 80s. So, I can't express to the listeners how important Winchester's was in our lives. I was going to ask, but thought it was 
was a dangerous question. It was definitely the after work place to go for us going up there. We would bring Jamie in there. He's right. We'd smuggle him in in the middle of a bunch of people. But we're with, with Pat, and Pat knew everybody, and he was a schmoozer. He'd be talking to somebody at the door. An elephant could walk through that door, yep. and no one would notice it because yep. he was just kissing butt at the door. And we get in there. We go back in the back corner, and a waitress by the name of Gloria, this beautiful woman, would come back there, and she would already have a tray of sevens and sevens for us because I think they were like 50 cents. They're 50 cents a piece after 1 o'clock. We'd drink those and throw them back, and then the song White Lines would come on, and you wouldn't oh, see God. Jamie anywhere. He'd be oh, on the God. middle of the floor, <laughs> lost in a mood, just singing it, and he'd look back and like, okay, that kid's having the time of his life right now. Yes. Let him go. And I think your friend your friend Steve came with one time, too, or a couple yes. of times, oh, and they were out there just dancing, having a great time. We just sat back and said, Gloria, bring us another tray. <laughs> Keep them coming. Jamie sounds like the life of the party. He sounds like someone I could get behind. I wish I knew you when you were younger, Jamie. <laughs> well, I'll let those two comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gushing here. I, I like to think I did all the heavy lifting back in the day. But I feel I'm... like you did. They totally undercut you all the time. I think that's jealousy. I, it I is. Think... It is. Green with envy. My goodness. I still have burns from riding those coattails. <laughs> I do. It's just... <laughs> I, I just hopped on on that Jamie train and you know, it took me everywhere. Then after Winchester's, we'd go to Denny's and it'd be, you know, five o'clock in the morning. And then somebody'd say, hey, let's go play golf. Off to Whitnall and you have to stand in line. First come, first serve out there. And it's five o'clock in the morning after you haven't slept playing golf. Those are long, long, long nights. And then that was only Friday and you do it again on Saturday. After you left, I actually got employed there full time at the office. The owner would tell me like, well, the one time I went on vacation and Scott built the studio I'd like to set the bar high that's <laughs> best story about that studio it's just basically a back room of the office and so back there you know the the revolving lights always had those you know those plastic globes the red or the blue on top of them they would always crack so we had five or ten back in the storage room so we could switch them out and i tip one upside down and i'd fill it with m&ms everybody come in and eat my m&ms and i'm like damn it and i had a big bag of m&m i put it in there and i'd maybe have a small bag worth of M&M's eating it out of there myself. And I said, son of a bitch, I hate this. Everybody's got them. And so a guy by the name of Nick was back there, one of the DJs, and we're having like a, a team meeting kind of thing back there. And he's eating my M&M's and then he's like licking his finger and he's dabbing the chocolate off the countertop. And he keeps doing that. He's like, God, these don't taste right. I go, yeah, because that's the rat poop from eating. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, Excuse me. And he ran down the stairs. He didn't make it out of the hallway before he uh, he lost his, his mouse poop from, <laughs> from eating all the chocolate. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty much the same, like little M&M rep, you know, remnants. But So, Scott, you're, you're in Minnesota, as we said, and you're originally from Minnesota, but you obviously were in Wisconsin here for a term. So tell us the story how you came to Wisconsin. What, what brought you to the great state of Wisconsin? Ooh. I don't know how deep you want me to go into that story. Oh, boy. This is like, how old like was I'm going to have to lay on a couch. <laughs> how old you was were she chasing a girl. And how pregnant was she when you had to leave town? <laughs> it actually was kind of because of a girl, but I'll, I'll make the first part of it brief. Lived in the middle of Minnesota, uh, graduated high school there. My parents moved to Minneapolis right after I graduated. I had to move with them. Uh, they wanted me to go into electronic school. I wanted to go to college. They sent me to the tech school. I dropped out. They got upset with me, kicked me out of the house. I had been working for a market research company, and I talked to a girl at uh, Greenfield High School, and she said, we're looking for somebody to do our dance. I said, I'll come and do 
do it. Hey, I'll do it. She invited me to come and entertain for their dance. About two days before, I said, they've hired somebody different, but why don't you come and be my date? I said, sure, I'll do that. Long story short, parents kicked me out of the house. I got about $100 in cash on me, enough for a bus to get there, but I know that I'm going to go to college. I have all the paperwork. Let's just say the paperwork got destroyed and I had to refile for everything. So I got to Milwaukee, was going to stay with this girl's family, and they said, absolutely not. So I'm basically homeless. I'm living out on forced home and I think it was like 80th, 70th, something like that. Sure. In this little little field out there, and I had a woods in there and I'd, I'd sleep in the woods. I, I tried getting a job, you know, it's very hard when you don't have an address or a phone, but there's a... Well, it's uh, the woods. Little league. It's the woods in <laughs> Greenfield. <laughs> Yeah, Everyone I, knows where I, that I, is. So that's why I started my tree trimming business. <laughs> but there's this little little league baseball diamond right there that had a phone booth on the dugout. I don't know for little league, did they have to call to the bullpen to pull somebody out, or I, I don't know why there's a phone phone there. But uh, they got to bring that. phone booths back. I'm missing phone booths. I could use a phone booth just about every day of my life. Probably so you can change and. <laughs> is that what it is? Or? Yeah, he wishes. I used the address across the street and stole their mailbox for anything that would bring my mail in. I'd sit in the dugout all day long. I actually got uh, a job interview with a DJ company, but I had nothing to wear to go to this interview. So I actually wore my girlfriend's clothes. <laughs> Are you wearing lady clothes? Those look like lady pants. This is a power suit. That there's a woman's suit. I do not <laughs> buy women's clothes. Would not make that mistake again. Oh my God, that's a woman's suit. You're wearing a woman's suit? No, I do. I I wear men's suits. Who makes it? Um, mysterious. And it is mysterious because the buttons are on the wrong side. That's the mystery. Yes, it's got shoulder pads. Did you see that line? Okay. Did you see Would you stop it, please? <laughs> so none of that tipped you off. It's European, okay? It's a European cut. Michael, the pants don't have any pockets. No, they don't. See? <laughs> Italians don't wear pockets. It's been a really rough couple of days. Through that interview. Okay. So it was her shirt, her pants. Uh, I got the job. I got another job at Pizza Hut, and I got another job at Boston Store downstairs in the warehouse, all on the same day. And so eventually moved my way up to an apartment. That's Thank what took me to, to Milwaukee. And I finally got into school, got the paperwork, and went to college and did all that. Sure. That Those first couple of months were a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was it, three jobs in one day? What an outfit. Casey's jealous. And I, yeah, I'll tell you right now, that's what inspired jealous. That's what inspired. Jamie to wear the lacy gloves. Okay. And, and I look good in a dress, by the way. So it's probably my legs. I shave my legs. I, I look pretty good going in that interview. You're, of course, listening to the Boar's Nest podcast. We've got Scott from Minnesota on the phone today uh, talking about old times. And Scott, so now you've, uh, you've gone from sleeping in the woods in Greenfield, Wisconsin, and worked your way up to getting a job uh, at one of the most, uh, well, at the biggest musical DJ company in town at that time. And uh, you were there for a while. How long were you actually at Music on the Move? About maybe two years. Okay. Two years. And you're talking full-time working in the office? Yeah. That was about two years. It was just weekend stuff and college during the week kind of thing. My question so, is, when you got to Milwaukee, how long was it before you started working there full-time? It was two and a half months. I was the second show DJ. This is when he expanded, doubled himself. I think we went out to Germantown, I believe it was the high school. And it was an audition. It was a bunch of us. My 
bit when he handed me a microphone as I went out. I said, hey, how many people love uh, gay T.I.? How many people love that? And people would cheer. And I knew they already had queued up some ACDC. So when I got, when I, what, what was the station there? I'm sorry. It was 93. QFM maybe? Yeah, QFM. QFM fans. And they all screamed loud. And I was da-da-da-da-da-da. And then they just went nuts. And so that apparently was what sold them on hiring me, even though in my lacy dress, I got away with it. <laughs> when you left, you went back to Minnesota. What took you back there? If you remember, I was working in the office. I built my own show. He would contract me out every other weekend was part of our deal. So I did, that I I would did get, not know that. Yeah. So I would get, you know, 75% of the profit out of that. He'd still take a large chunk of, of the money. And I just that was him, him taking the profit. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow, that was loud. Dave, yeah, I, I just thought I, there might have been a rolled up dollar bill involved with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just snorted. This is Snort what happens when Dave has margaritas and wine. He drank a whole half bottle of wine here. We're sorry. We're getting Let's a little Let's make loose. it a whole bottle. We're going off the rails. You know what? Too. This is why I said I should have doubled the margaritas. Yeah, sorry, look at that. Can you go back into your story? I go back home and see if I can do this in Minneapolis. And so I came back here. But part of that ability to, and I, you know, I don't know why I actually listened to him. But as I moved up here, he said, you have to come back and do so many shows that you said that you were guaranteed for. There's like probably 10 or 12. I had to drive from Minneapolis back to Milwaukee to really? to do some weddings Yeah, that, that he had guaranteed that I would show up for. So, well, you, you were, know, which meant guarantee in, money yeah. that for him. For, but you were in high so. demand. I'm assuming those people are like, we want Yeah, we, we need Scott at this. Yeah, don't be modest. That's what I believe was going on. And, and there are some families that I think I did, at least for one family I know of, that I did all five daughters weddings. I'm glad you and ended so, that with weddings. Wedding. I did all five daughters. <laughs> Pregnant pause to make you feel like I'm a stud. <laughs> weddings. That's a so, little editing yeah. effect. <laughs> And if you can edit that, make that pregnant pause a little longer. <laughs> so I, I just started building shows up here and doing the same thing. Opened up a retail store, worked that for a while. How many shows did you have? We were up to eight. When you say a retail store, what were you selling in your retail store? DJ equipment? We sold that. We sold nightclub installations and we sold rock and roll clothing. You know, like flight pants. Sure. Yeah. You know, white, only white, only white see-through ones. <laughs> uh, <with a> and <laughs> did you uh, cater to bands? I think. Yes, a lot, a lot of that, like rock and roll T-shirts. So it'd be like Stones, it'd be collector item, you know, knockoff kind of things, you know, from this concert series or this and so on and so forth. So they come through and buy that. It was really doing really well. More on the clothing side than music. Now you came back a few years ago. We all went to Summerfest, so we had like a mini reunion. Yeah, 2014, I believe it was. It was uh, Bruno Mars and the Lady Gaga year. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. I think in one of your, I think, People Choice Award nominee podcast was about spending time at Summerfest. That was your thing, being in high school and having to go spend as much time as you can on those bleachers. Yes, and I it's mean, pre pretty ironic that this is the same gentleman that I can't get to go to Summerfest ever since. Well, it was a major decision oh. for me to attend Summerfest when you were in town for this like small reunion. There was like four of us there because I had not gone to Summerfest since like 1984. Wow. So, Why is this? Is there a reason? Well, it 
what's your fetish? Because he's because he's banned. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the do not enter list. Hey, thank you. No, I just think uh, you know me and Brenda got together early, and then we had our son, and there wasn't a lot of opportunities. We're talking come. about 2014. Yeah, <laughs> your kids. Yeah, let's not. do the math here. That seems like it's about four years between then, isn't it? <laughs> Once the right opportunity came, which was the invite from Scott, mm-hmm. that was the perfect opportunity. So I went 1984 to 2014. Thank you for the invite. Well, this is this is how far he, he made his way into Summerfest. He came through that gate right by the Miller Lite Pavilion, and we sat at a picnic table at the yes. Miller Lite Pavilion, and then he went back out that gate. So that was his visit. I don't think he stopped for any food or anything. The food there is is one of the best things. Ever. I mean, there's so Exactly. Choices. Exactly. Yeah, I can see him. This is my seat. All right, I will sit here until I am until it is time to go, and then I will walk back out and not not experience anything. I was hoping you wouldn't remember that little detail, Scott. That I literally walked in, <laughs> went to the table. What three, exactly is your apprehension? Why don't you like Summerfest? I don't think I have one. I just I'm the party. Okay. I don't. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. yeah that's that no, boat. No, ha- no, that no, boat has some, left. I don't know this, if you. No, this I don't know if you've noticed sense. or not. No, this makes complete sense. You got to make yourself little. You know? You're living At in the past, time, man. Jamie, I get it. So I, I have to ask you now for everybody that that lives in that world. How do you feel that they're breaking up Summerfest into weekends rather than having it a stretch? Gripping question there, Scott. How does it not stop people from coming in to it from like like myself? I would love to come in for five or six days, but I'm not going to do it because... Then I have like two days to to do what? Right. You know, on a Monday, Tuesday. Go to the zoo. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to disagree with you. I think it's better. Oh, you think it's... Okay. Yes. Explain. I think that more local people would go to Summerfest if it was on the weekend. If it was spread out. I kind of agree with you there because mm-hmm. that seems to be the reason why they're doing it this yeah. way is because used to be it was that week and you got one weekend to go there. Now you have three weekends to go there and that frees up the ability of people to plan their summer and still be able to make Summerfest. Yeah, I can see it to a certain point, but I, I can't believe that they can still use the tagline of being the biggest musical festival in the world or whatever it is. If, in fact, you stop it after three days and start it up again. So then Coachella comes into play. Yeah, and I You're pretty I, much the- I agree with you, Scott. They can't take that moniker anymore like the world's largest continuous festival because it's not. Because now they broke it up and this is just like another church festival weekend. And I, I don't want to sound like the old guy, but I think everything... Well, you do. Everything's gotten worse. So I think I personally liked it when it was a week long, <laughs> even though I didn't go to it for 30 some years. Prestige <laughs> I like the idea of it. Thank you, yes. Yeah, I think it it really should go back to just being that week-long festival. I agree. I I don't know. I'm just being old-fashioned, maybe, but that... You just agreed to both sides. I did, but... I just want to put that on on record. Thank you. Somebody fill up that wine glass. (laughs) Right? I'm going to snort again. (laughs) He'll pick a side after one more glass. He'll create a third side (laughs) somehow. So you're saying you might come down. We've been looking at coming down for a weekend and just getting back into that area. You know, six years in Milwaukee, whether you like it or not, is a great town, great memories, great friends. It's a changing time in my life Mm -hmm. for everything that went on. Nothing but, you know, happy memories, you know, except the time I got stabbed. But that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) The guy was stabbed. Did you find out who stabbed him? Yeah. It turns out it was his ex-girlfriend. There must be something exciting about this guy if he can 
arouse that kind of passion. <laughs> I mean, to be sap-worthy, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a compliment. You know, I think what should happen, and maybe it's this year, is we should have a boar's nest kind of like party, right? Like maybe a pig roast of some sort during one of the Summerfest weekends. And we get all the people who have been part of the boar's cast to kind of come into town. We'll have one like one get together and then everyone can kind of do their own thing. I like it. I make one suggestion, though, is, you know, based off of previous podcast, you might want to put a little plastic over the couch if Jamie's going to be <laughs> My mother used to have plastic on the couch, so I'm very familiar with that. And that wasn't because yeah, of no, me. See, and this is something, again, I don't think Casey's ever been exposed to, but our mothers used to put, and our grandmothers yeah. used to oh, have plastic on I've the couches. I've seen that. Yes. I've never sat on a couch like that. Scott, did your parents or your grandparents do that? My parents didn't, but I had grandparents on my dad's side that, that did that. Yes. I sat down once, and I, I think I needed help getting out. <laughs> you know? If you're wearing shorts. Yeah, layers. You know, you're stuck to it. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's plastic. Definite. Plastic on the couches. I just, I that's a blast from the past right there. I was just thinking, you know, and, and I'm sorry, but, you know, that last podcast you have, if I see Gene me again, I'm going to have to check his ears. Drinking those blender drinks. I, I was like, no, no. Like, Dude, look at me. No, look the other way. Okay. Good. We can talk. We might set something up like that in the future. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much for being part of the Boar's Nest. I think I'm serious about, at least I am. I don't, I don't know if Jamie and you Casey are. You extremely serious, but all this is is just me planning it. This is what this is. Well, I, I'm going to need Casey's help. We're going to yeah. have a Boar's Nest party this summer and I'll try to tie it into the Summerfest weekend. No, that would be fun and then you could have people into the studio. Exactly. Exactly. We could all get on the show. Yeah, Scott, We I guess we want to thank you for your time here, obviously. Hey, appreciate the memories. It was was a lot of fun. Nice to meet you, Casey. It was nice to meet you. I appreciate it. And and that opening, uh, I meant like 85% of what I said. So you keep carrying them, and they're going right to the top as long as you're on. That's all that matters. Well, that's why we brought her on, because we knew we were going to die a sudden death. Yeah, it's a difference between bouncing around like a pickleball on a court someplace compared to somebody actually steering it down like a pool ball. Mm. For sight, yeah, getting like them in that. the right direction, yeah, yeah. and like that's what that. you do. You're the anchor girl. Oh, you keep it thank up. Thank you. Thank you. I got Scott. money on you. Oh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Better chance you you succeeding than the Vikings. So yes, yes, that big odds. So how long do you give me, Scott, before they kick me out? Six months, and I'm out of here. <laughs> You're not the money man. Okay, we've already established that. <laughs> if, if you're doing the editing, you know, you, they might use you in the background, but you're no longer a voice. I don't know. You could stick I up for me. I think if you put on the flight pants, if you put on the flight yeah, pants and I a little lacy glove again, yes, I you, think you Jamie might needs to, it. Yes, Jamie needs to wear flight pants yes. at least once. Then I'm just a clown, like okay? <laughs> then I'm a clown? No, I'd go from the boar's nest to the whore's nest. <laughs> there we go. If they were white. You'd look like $10 worth right there, my friend. That's what you'd look like. Good answer. So, Good answer. Thanks for everything, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks yep. for including me. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, guys. have a great day. Hopefully we make yep, you proud. Let me know if you need anything. Thank you. Hey, if you're going to get that together, let me know. Oh, definitely. 
I'm summer. sure my wife would love to come down there. She loves it. Loves the city. Loves Summerfest. So now the best deal on carpet in Milwaukee just got better. Mitchell Carpet is forced to sell. Mitchell Carpet must raise cash this week. Over sixty thousand yards of carpet, no wax flooring. You save three, five, seven, nine dollars a yard. Sale price includes lifetime patent installation at no charge. Ninety days same as cash. Mastercard and Visa accepted. Guaranteed forty-eight hour installation. Now if you miss this sale, you'll really be doing someone else a favor. Mitchell Carpet, South 6th and Mitchell, North 92nd and Silver Spring, sale in progress. Wake up, Jamie. Wake up. It's time. It's time to edit the show. Yeah, see, you play a commercial and he falls asleep. Brenda warned me about this. I don't know what to do. But anyways, Jamie, now that you are conscious, we were talking through the commercial about my shirt that I'm wearing today and how it relates to my spiritual animal uh, that Casey says that I am. And of course, we talked, I think, in the past where, you know, she asked me one day about spirit animals and she, of course, put me on the spot and asked me what her spirit animal is. And of course, I said a tire. Yes, I, no. I picture her as a tire. Oh, yes, a tire. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yes. No, I need no. to it's, pronunciate It's better. flattering. <laughs> yeah, I'm a tire. I'm durable. I got good tread. <laughs> when I had asked David this question, it's not something to be taken lightly. When you give your answer, it's supposed to be an actual answer. When asked what he would be, I had to take my time with it because he's just a very different individual. He's a very special. No, really? Individual. <laughs> I really don't think that there is like a... a one answer for David. Okay. So, you know, his birthday was in January and I was trying to, well, I've always been thinking about this, what he would be. It hit me one day. I was reading something, a narwhal. David is a narwhal because he's a unicorn of the sea. Obviously, unicorns don't belong in the sea, but they are magical. Some people believe that they are real. Some people believe they are not real. Okay. So is David who he is or is he someone, com- you know, he's very mystical and magical. So yes. the narwhal fit him perfectly. Yes, right? I like that. I had just told him he's a narwhal. Yeah. And I had come to this conclusion and why we're looking it up in the office. It's his birthday. I go to get a birthday card. And it says, you are awesome. And there's a narwhal in the front. And I literally yelped in the store. I was with my brother. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get this. And it was the perfect card for him, which leads me to talk about David's outfit change for this episode. His shirt reads, narwhals are awesome. I'm awesome. Therefore, I'm a narwhal, which is exactly David's spirit animal. I'm going to take a picture like the last yes. costume change. There. Yeah, hopefully you'll post these to the website. <laughs> I can do that. I don't think I that's gotta... a very flattering photo right now. I love it. So I guess we'll have to stay tuned to see what his I'll, outfit changes I'll get are. these photos up on the yes, website. Yes, yes. I also have a video from His Love of His Life, um, which is Lainey Wilson, for those people who did not know who that was singing. Yeah, I was confused. Earlier. I thought, so you were saying goodbye to Taylor. Is that what was He's happening? He's saying goodbye to Taylor Swift and hello and in love with Lainey Wilson. T-Swizzle, she's out of my life. stories here. Casey and I to go to a Bucks game recently. And as people are listening to this, this was during the time where the Bucks were in this winning streak. Yes. The game that we went to was where they could win 16 in a row. Pretty big game. We, we just were, say it. They're playing the magic. Yeah, we were excited. Wait, can I just say? Sure. So before, when David asked me if I wanted to go to game, obviously it's a given yes. There is definitely a caveat to 
the two of us being together because it's never just going to go to the game. You just know you are you oh, are yeah. signing up. Yep. You are signing up for something that you have no clue what to prepare for. Sure. And no matter what you try to prepare for, whatever you are thinking you are doing, you are not going to be doing. Yeah, it sounds harmless. Like it you're just going not. to a Bucks game, right? Yeah. It's so funny. I know exactly what she's describing. Correct. I've been in that same exact circumstance thousands of times. Yes. 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 I just I just feel like we are so he may bring the circumstance. I feel we are not compatible in like there's no one shutting us down. We feed off each other and it is we are a freight train and there's nothing stopping. It does kind of feel like you're on a roller you just buckle in and you're yeah. on for the ride and wherever it leads you, it leads you. Yeah, I may yeah, have yeah. never been here before, but it's yeah. it's a nice view. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, David, continue. So we went to this Bucks game. Obviously, they won 16 in a row. We're excited. You know, we're part of history. So my story kind of leads to what happened after the game. Can I interrupt? Yes. The game ended. You walked to the vehicle and drove home. We walked to a shuttle, which took us back to a bar. Right. We went to a bar and then we which, drank some more. We maybe played some pull tabs. Yeah, and, there might have been some stuff you know, going on. Spirit fingers were involved. I couldn't look. I was ripping and David was my voice now, of reason. What night of it was it Saturday night? Cause then Oh god, no, this is like a Wednesday. Yeah. We are fully in midweek. Char- we are I mean this is this in is charge. Just... We are in charge of people the next day. Yes. yes. <laughs> and this is what we're doing. The night ended quite uneventful, Jamie. I know you you're expecting some crazy story to happen here, but you know what I mean? We went we went to the game, we shuttled back to the bar that we started from, we had a few drinks, laughing it up, having a good time. Ultimately, it's time to go home. Because That's... the lights at the bar went on, I'm assuming. Well, no they way. kicked us out, yes. <laughs> and on top of it, for some odd reason, we find ourselves at a dartboard. We are playing competitive darts yep. with french fries, always french fries, truffle fries. I don't know fries. how it happens. How it happens, I have no idea. Truffle fries. Fries, sign us up. French fries we will take. As I am doing an Irish jig, a song, <laughs> and I'm looking at David clapping along like, hey, I got this. I'm with the beat. This is perfect. I have and no he, idea what I'm doing. He is hands over head clapping, like the big whale sure. clapping. Yes. Everyone else in the bar is like, Gator. get these people out of here. Like, <laughs> So I was just going to say, so you occasionally you'll go out and there'll be that group of people that are really loud and i'll use this term obnoxious was that you two well it wasn't us no (laughs) no No. we contributed to the liveliness of the bar we brought the vibe is that what you're talking about jamie because it sounds like you two might have been the two obnoxious people no 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 no, no. everyone you're you're getting the wrong spin on this everyone needed our energy they were just feeling a little down on a wednesday it was hump day and you know what we brought it right back up to the tip of that mountain yes We, we brought them to the peak of where they needed to be Exactly. So when you were leaving, they were like patting you on the back. Hey, great job. Thanks for bringing Right. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for attendance. So the night ended kind of, I felt, you know, very innocently. So anyways, uninventful. She gets in her vehicle. I get in my vehicle. We drive our separate way. Unbeknownst to her, a whole litany of things started to happen in Dave's life. Okay. Can I just, can I interject? I would love you to. When we are done sniffing my car, we both get in the car, right? He, David has always been like the supreme gentleman and he always lets me leave the parking lot before him, right? So he backs out for me to go forward. He offered to drive behind me home, offered sure. to take me home. Sure. Super sweet. Get home and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should text him, make sure he made it home 
okay. He has a longer travel than I do. Thinking to myself, no, 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 no. You know, I'm it's not safe. his mother. He's yeah. fine. Uh, so I get up in the morning. There was a term that night that David called me because wherever we end up going, people feel like I am their best friend. And David said I'm the Kavorka. And I didn't know where <laughs> Or she that- has the Kavorka. Sure. I have the Kavorka. Um, we were at the bar. I'm doing spirit fingers. I'm pulling tabs, giving them to David. And people are like, you are my best friend. I love you. You know, how do you get your hair like that? I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm on pull tabs. Like, I'm, I'm making money over here. <laughs> I can't talk about here right now. <laughs> yeah, that's later. Pull right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Kavorka. So that's going on. We get to the morning and I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe I should check on and see how he's doing. And I think to myself, what actually is a Kavorka? Look it up. It's a Seinfeld term. Yes. I text it to him and I get a text back. Okay. He's not in jail. We're good. You know, yeah. he's fine. I'm thinking everything's okay. David? So there was a, uh, a litany of events that occurred during the evening after I left my good friend Casey. Do you mind if I ask a few questions? Mm-hmm. What time of evening is it? I don't think that's very relevant at this point. Yeah, I don't know what you're trying to get at. I just at want here. to establish. Or what you're trying to imply. <laughs> what, what point are you trying to get to? Is it bars are closed for the evening? That's what I want to know. Well, we were kicked out of the bar that we were at. I didn't know if that was a bit. All right, I'm good. We were asked to leave. Sounds good. We are no longer welcome. Our (laughs) our vibe was just too heavy and too strong for that Now, you're giving money, but they're still saying, well, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, we don't want... We'll buy another round for the whole barn. Right. No, thank you. Right. Please leave. Please exit out the door. Or the police will be called. Actually, I like to think that they ran out of French fries. Because we really wanted. Oh, that's order. what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, who else? What else do you want at one thirty in the morning? Right to be sleeping. All right. So <laughs> you didn't oh, like that answer. <laughs> no. Let's speed ahead to the story. Obviously, she she put her head on her pillow that night and mm-hmm. went to sleep soundly. There I, was a sense of concern, but I thought to myself, "You're a big boy." Yeah, I'm a big boy. He's, He's done this it. before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's I, been around a lot longer than me. You know, I I interject a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. If I go out with Dave and he's driving home, he's the last one I worry about. I'm just thinking he'll figure his way out of whatever mishap he got into. <laughs> and I will text my other friends, like, you got home okay, right? With Dave, it's like, he's good. You know what I mean? And that's true. That's true. <laughs> when we go out as a group, obviously there's a group of us that go out. There's a lot of texting that goes on yeah. at the end of the night. I don't think I'm involved in any of it. Because you're just trying to make it home with like one eye. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, I got this. <laughs> it's a Wednesday night after a Bucks game. It's, I'm just driving home. I'm it's just two thirty. I'm three just in the morning. It does, what does it matter, Jamie? <laughs> Why not. do you always have to be factual about things? <laughs> it doesn't matter what time of the day it is. I, okay, I'm sure. just a I'm just a nice guy driving home. Porting his community, the local Bucks. Yes, I get home and I do my normal right turn into the driveway. You can't and go left. I noticed that my landscape lighting was out. Mm. Normally. My landscape lighting is on. I should tell you something. He did. So my that. landscape lighting was out. Are you not at your house? Ping. I did. I did that too. So as I'm turning into the driveway, I'm hitting my garage door opener, but my garage door isn't opening. So I push it again, and I realize to myself, "You say to yourself, Dave, Dave, your power is out." So then, as I get out of my vehicle, I start to say to myself, "Well, what's going on around me?" 
are my neighbors out of power? So I look across the street, I look to my neighbors to the left, to the right. All of them have some sort of light on, whether it's, you know, landscape lighting or inside lighting or whatever. There's sure. some sort of light on, okay. right? Your I can, property's dark. Dark. So at that point, I think to myself, well, I have a situation here that I'm out of power. And let me just preface this. I've had issues here with some sort of like power surge. All right. So like I'll be at home, power will go out stone cold. And then like a second later, it'll come back on. Because that's normal. It's not something to look into or perhaps question. Sure. Right. So it's my local utility, obviously not having some issues or something. Nothing I can do about it, right? Well, did you ever think maybe it's something from your property oh oh, Jamie. oh sure sure this is where you're gonna go Jamie, yeah that the, seems very logical yeah, the guy that doesn't take care of anything all of a sudden <laughs> wants to come in and chime in that way all right but if my house was periodically losing power yes, yes jamie please continue then oh. i might look into it you might look into it and question is this my yeah. is there a problem with my property is there something is there a line that is so, not working correctly so i get out of my vehicle and i notice that all my other neighbors have power all right mm-hmm. so i'm like well this is this is a dave issue yeah all right so i proceed to walk around the house i don't know what that did a i'm a person of open the garage door roll the vehicle into the garage and then punch my code and get into my house so i happen to be in a situation where i had a vehicle that i didn't necessarily have any other way of getting in the house other than opening the garage so i started thinking to myself well how am i going to get in my house this is brings back memories of previous podcasts yeah, so where the- you and i talked about coming back from a packer game yeah the garage door opened but i couldn't get into the house and if everyone remembers that was the episode where i just took the hammer and busted the lock and then i got in the house well now it's a situation where the garage door won't open i can't get into my house i don't have any other key to get into my house can, this is can the... i stop you one second? sure okay yeah. i'm waking her up not that i need her to come get me or anything but i'm like hey you can't i'm bringing her into my problem to my poor planning <laughs> okay, so i want to share my the funny thing is well not even the next day the day after right went to the game on wednesday we're talking friday's the first time i see him okay that's exactly what i thought though because if i left him and i was in distress actually if i was in distress david would be the first person i would call yeah. he would hear Yes, and I would, would expect that. And it would be, but like, you would never rely on anybody else to join in your correct. Mis- because it is well in his mind. It's just it's all too rich. It, there, there is a story to be had. There is, there is no urgency or there is no flustering. There happened for a reason. This is going to be a good story. <laughs> How do we make it even more juicy? Okay, so I locked myself out of my house. How many times? Last time I broke a window. Where am I going to go now? What am I going to do now? How do we make this even better? Alright, so here I am. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Yep. I have no way to get in my house. You may or may not be a little tipsy. We cannot comment on that at this point. <laughs> and... <laughs> And it's completely dark, right? Yeah. yeah. Completely dark. Like Casey said, the first thing that comes to mind. Sorry. No. What? No. What? (laughs) So if it was me, I would have to pee. (laughs) Well, that did did happen. That did happen. (laughs) To pee. Just the fact that I'm locked out of my house. Even if I didn't have to pee before I got to my house. I think I got to pee right now. (laughs) 
I just had to throw that in there. As soon as I was locked out of the house, it'd be like, okay, I got really bad. You know, I'm thinking to myself, well, I got to break into my house, right? Yes. There's no power. For some reason, I'm thinking to myself, well, the power went out. There was a power surge again, like I've been so used to. And for some reason, the breaker popped, the main breaker popped, and it didn't come back on. And here I am. So I have no way to get in my house. I do have a key to my front door, which is my emergency way of getting in, obviously. That's on my work truck key ring, which is sitting up in my mudroom inside my house. So I'm thinking to myself, what, how do I approach this? I got, I'm going to have to break a window, right? Going to have to get in somehow, right? Going to no, have to no, crawl no, but in. but you've already done that. You've already I know. I, on a previous podcast, we talked about this, yes. about me um, throwing stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm wanting to break windows and get in, right? So I'm like, I don't really want to do that, right? It creates more work for myself, creates more cost, all that kind of good stuff. I'm going through my head, you know? Again, and it's 2.30 in the morning. We've been drinking. I'm like, we need to get some sleep. We need to wake up refreshed and approach this thing logically. Mm-hmm. Also not wake the neighbors. Exactly. So I'm going to go to a hotel. Who decides this? So I think to myself, well, what's the closest place? And that's going to be Waterford, down the road, right? Maybe a 15-minute ride. I proceed down, cruise down, get to the hotel. I walk in the front door. Of course, there's no one there. But there's a sign that says, please call if you need assistance with a phone. So I grab the phone. I (laughs) proceed to push the numbers it tells me to push. And a gentleman comes on the phone. I'm like, this is great. Hello, I would, can I? help you yes i would like to get a room for the evening do you have a reservation he says and i say no well no i don't well i'm sorry there's nothing i can do to help you so now we've driven maybe like what 10 minutes out of our way after being in our driveway so i hang up the phone did you did you say to him are you telling me this facility is completely (laughs) no he hung up the phone and Waterford, left. Wisconsin, there was like four vehicles in the parking lot. It was like a 50-room hotel. He went back home. So I proceeded to walk out of the lobby, got in my vehicle, and I drove back home. At that point, I was like... Well, I got to suck it up, Dave. Yeah. You got to you gotta suck this thing up. You got to get some sleep. You got to reattack this thing. Clear a state of mind. So I proceeded to crawl into the back seat and make myself a bed. In his driveway. Now, would the power went out in the past? It would periodically come back on? Oh, it would come out like seconds later. But you're back here and it's still dark. It's still dark. Oh, yeah. When I pulled in the drive <laughs> that second time, I was like... Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is all good. Sure. I was like pushing the garage door button a couple times, you know, <laughs> thinking that it was going to open. I would pay any money to see this entire experience. <laughs> Got into the back seat of the truck, but the lights wouldn't go out inside the truck. So I was thinking to myself, well, what did I hit something? Did I? punch something you know it's just weird how i got out of the front seat got into the back seat is this a safety thing so you don't leave someone no it, you can definitely turn them off he doesn't know how to do it yeah i think i hit something <laughs> you can def- on my way out of the truck so now the batteries you know so then dying. i got into the truck and i was sitting in the back seat and, and i was just sitting there looking forward and the lights were on and i'm like this is good because people can see what's going on here i need the lights to go off gladys the drunk guy next door is right, sleeping right. in his truck He's again. At it again he can't get in his house he's gonna break it on the window hey tom come look so eventually i got back into the front seat of my truck and i started pushing buttons and figuring
figuring some stuff out. I got the lights to go out. Congratulations. Thank you. So then I proceeded back into the backseat of my truck, and yes, the lights went out eventually. It was the most uncomfortable two hours of sleep that I've ever had in my entire life. But what are we working with? Like, what, a coat maybe? I was grabbing, yeah, I had a coat. I had a sweatshirt in the back. I was just trying to... It's like a rolled up sweatshirt for a pillow. We're doing the coat. Exactly. Did you fall asleep? Uh, I did. Oh. For a couple hours, maybe. And then I woke up, and the sun was coming up. And of course, there's no power. So at that point, I was like, done what you said you wanted to do. You wanted to get some rest clear your mind and approach this thing fresh in the morning. So here we am. So again, I'm back to needing to break a window somewhere. What window do you break? How do you get in there? You know, I'm thinking through all that stuff. Very much the same process I went through when you and I came back from that Packer game. I was able to get in my pole barn because there was no power associated with me being able to get in there. So I had a plethora of tools of it. Then I thought to myself, the weakest point into my house is that patio door. Patio doors are notoriously the weakest point into your house. Thank you, David, for telling people who are looking to rob houses where to start. <laughs> start at patio doors. They are the weakest. And you know what? Coming up next, Dave will tell you exactly how to get there. <laughs> Stay tuned. So, of course, I get the right tool because it's all about the right tool. You got to have the right tool. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to live life, make sure you have the right tool. Thank you for that advice. So I was able to jimmy the patio door open, creating not too much destruction. And then I was able to get inside. Thus, I was able to, you know, make a phone call to the electrical company. I know what was going on. Obviously, I called and they told me originally, well, that's peculiar because we show that your power is on. And I said, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. But I happen to be sitting in the house. I just broke into my house after 24 hours. (laughs) Yes. I just slept in my driveway. (laughs) And there hasn't been any power on, from what I can tell, since 11 o'clock last night. How long did it take you to get a person? You got someone right away? I'm assuming that was... Well, it was all online. So how did you get online on your phone? You never told me that. Yes, I did. I did everything through my phone. I was able to get online, make a report that power was out. That's what you have to do first. So then all of a sudden I got a phone call. It was an automated message saying that received your complaint or whatever it was and that we will get back to you. So then it was a matter of just sitting. And that's literally what I was doing. I was sitting at my desk, staring out the front window. Like putty staring yeah, at the yeah, back just, of the chair. Exactly. On the airplane. Exactly. Dead silence because there's obviously nothing going on in my house. There's right. no buzz of any kind. And I'm staring out the front window and I'm thinking to myself, there's going to be a we energy truck pulling up in front of my house in any minute. You're much more optimistic (laughs) than me because I'm thinking they aren't showing up at all. They'll be here next week. Then finally, after an hour and a half, I get a phone call and I answer it and it says it's an automated phone call saying that we've looked into your request for service and that we've pinged your meter and it shows that you have power to your meter. Hey, great news. You have power. Well, that's great. (laughs) But it's not getting from point A to point B, I guess, is the problem that I'm having, right? Have you contacted Casey yet? No. No. Meanwhile, at the homestead, because I have... 
David's back at all points in time, he's not at work. Okay. This is concerning. It is. I'm a little concerned because I'm like, well, shoot. I hope he got home. I was okay. with him last night. Yes. I hope he got home okay. But I texted him about the Kavorka. So, like, I know he's alive. I responded to he's that. Well, I do not need to get him out of jail somewhere. Yeah. Now, if he didn't text me back, it's like I'm calling all. And that's fine. I would do that. I'm thinking, okay, he's alive. We're all good. Whatever. He's not in. Totally fine. So I have his back. As soon as people see Dave is not there, it's a talking point. Oh. Is Dave not coming in today? He's like, nope, he'll be here. And then as soon as, you know, like two o'clock rolls around, I'm like, nope, he actually decided to work remotely. So if you have a question for him, just email him and he will get back. 2.30, we have a we have a crew of between 2.30 and 3.30, they're gone, right? So throughout the day, and of course, everyone's in the office. And because it's a talking point that David is not in the office. Well, Dave's not here. Dave's not there. Work resumes. And so I'm like, no, you have a question or whatever. We're still doing the same. We're song and dance. We're still, we're still mobile. We're still moving. Have a question. Email him specifically about that question. Something I can help you with. Let me know. Right? Basically, like our right hand comes up to me. He goes, hey, is everything okay with Dave? And I was like, why do you ask? He goes, because I emailed him and he just sent me back like an okay. Something's not right. And I was like, no, everything's okay with him. Don't you worry. Like he's perfectly fine. And also I'm like, shit. I like look at my phone. I'm like, where is he? What is going on? Like, like there's something not right. So I didn't let her on to anything, mm-hmm. right? So I get this message that they've pinged the meter and everything's okay, all right? So I'm like, well, well what, what does that mean for me? I'm sitting in the dark. So then shortly after that, I get another phone call from a live person person from we energies wow a representative yes that's great and we just want to make sure that everything's okay begin to say well i have no power so i i don't think everything's okay and she begins to tell me you know did you check your breaker panel and all this other good stuff? She clearly didn't know I, that she was getting too dated. I said, I don't, I don't know if you understand who you're talking to. <laughs> she learned very quickly. She got well, right in line. But, but I've gone all through that. In fact, I'm ready to plug into generator power in any second here. She begins to tell me, all right, well, then we're going to assign a new ticket to your account. They will be out there within the next two to three hours, which takes me to like four o'clock. So finally, some guy does show up. Up, you know, I mean, he gets out of his. Tr- I'm sitting at my desk this whole time, okay. staring forward. <laughs> I I don't know if you can understand or appreciate the level of intensity that I put into a situation like this, but I am literally David Putty sitting in a seat, staring forward. Okay, <laughs> all right. For dramatic two, effects. Two, three, four hours. It doesn't really matter. And I'm he's all boiling. In. He's just boiling. The blood is just getting higher and higher and boiling. Finally, a We Energy's truck pulls up in front of my house of course he gets out and does his old put his cones out in front of the road you know what i mean and then looks up at the pole you know like like there's something up there that <laughs> that that's a miss you know so he does he does look up but then he starts walking up so i come out you know what i mean i'm a, i'm an engager Let's, hey buddy how's it going right how you doing yeah fellow contractor yeah. <laughs> all right so so we start talking you know of course i i want to engage with him and make him feel comfortable no you don't that stuff. I'm not blaming this gentleman right. for the reason why my power's out. He He's a boots on the ground guy. He doesn't know who he's dealing with like that. He doesn't you know. know correct. No, David doesn't know he does this, but he does do this. When he knows more than a person, it's like 
He's demanding the respect. Let me tell you what I have done here. Let me tell you what I have calculated here. Now, based off my calculations, tell me how to do your job. <laughs> tell me what you need to do. He comes up, you know, he asked me what's wrong, and I explained the situation, and I told him that we've had some power surges in the past. He said, power surges? You know, like he blows it off, you know, yeah. he is like, power surges? That's crazy talk. You don't even you know, know what a power surge is, yeah. sir. Well, I do, and they're the ones who are power searching <laughs> they are people <laughs> they're out to get me so uh, walking up to my electrical meter and you know he takes that thing apart and he starts doing some tests and stuff now you're thinking i've done that already yeah well i'm like yeah I'm <laughs> he's probably communicating i know where the problem is it's right here you know what i mean if it isn't up on that pole yeah. then it's right here so he goes right to the source proceeds to you know do his test and stuff finds out that i have a faulty meter that has been creating the power surge situation for the last year or two so then he's like well we got to put a new meter on this thing of course he doesn't have one with him so he's got to go then get in his truck go back get a new meter come back replace that do a bunch more tests and sure enough ever since then not a problem Casey wasn't aware of any of it. And it wasn't like, I was like, oh my God, Casey. No, 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 no. That was not, not. his energy would, whatsoever. No, no. Nope, nope. Absolutely not. I get into the office, I'm doing like whatever, and I see him, and he's coming from the shop, and he just has a look on his face, and I just said, hi, like, how are you? What's yes. going on? He goes, it's going. And I just said, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, like, good, or what's going on here? Well, and he just shuts my door slowly shuts my office door and tell me what's happening because he doesn't want anyone else to hear. No, of course not. Yeah, and yeah. I am well, no one else crying. can hear about this. I am crying, laughing The so man behind hard. the curtain can't be divulged. Yeah, I think I got to give you two guys a key so that when I'm in a bad spot, mm-hmm. I can inconvenience you two. It's not. We're like the it's same not distance. An inconvenience. It's not. Right. I would need like a glass of wine when I did come to rescue. Well, we would so, drink afterwards, so let's pl- obviously. let's play it out you you're locked out call me jamie i'm locked out have you called casey yet because <laughs> she's kind of closer isn't she you know if i don't get a full eight hours i'm just you know brenda and i are kind of in the middle of something right now <laughs> this blue pill's only gonna last a few more minutes well that's a ripping yarn baba boy this reminds me of a story, like stupid stories that you almost like don't want to say. I had recently got a new car, a new SUV, and my my old car notified me at like 50 miles. When I had 50 miles to the gallon, like, hey, ding, 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 put gas in your car. Now, I, and I know this is a personal problem of mine, I'm fully aware and I'll take full accountability that I have a problem with pumping gas. She's okay? a gas snob. I hate pumping gas. It will ruin my day. And I know this is a personal problem. I'm working on it. I'm seeing a therapist. And I guess. <laughs> I'm doing the steps. I'm doing what I need to be doing to deal with pumping Pumping gas, but pumping gas is literally the bane of my existence, okay? Big problem a, in Casey's life. I want to ask questions. I'm going to cut you off right there. And say, I don't think there's anything logical about okay. this. There's nothing logical. It is seriously a, 
a personal problem I have. Pumping gas. Okay. Yes. I mean, you could. Go ahead. I don't know where it stems from either. Is it a childhood scar of any kind that you have? <laughs> Probably. You? It was like slave labor. Like, Casey, get out there and pump that gas for me. <laughs> no, I get I don't know. My, I have a problem. It's S- pumping gas. Certainly in the... If it's five degrees out and the wind is blowing... Like, sure. You know what I think it is? I hate being inconvenienced. I am a efficient person. I'm go, go, go. I plan everything to, like, I give myself 15 minutes, right? That pumping gas does not fit in my agenda of needs, even though it is a need to get me from A to B. <laughs> now, <laughs> Grant... Somewhere now, in my mind, it is not. Now, this is a person that I've actually had to physically stop along no, no, the stop, freeway. Stop. No, okay. So, hang on. I'm getting there. I'm, David, stop your mouth right now. Okay. New car, driving. Shade. I don't know what new car has to do with it. It is. Be- well, David, because you just entered the room. The new car is. My last car told me 50 miles. The light would go on saying, like, hey, you have 50 miles. It was not my gas light went on. It was just saying, like, hey, you have 50 miles empty. And then at, like, 20, it told me, like, hey, you need to get gas. So I'm on the expressway. It lights up saying like, hey, get gas. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Not even 10 minutes later. It wasn't 10 minutes later because I was watching my dashboard. I'm just going to get off the next exit. I have never in my life. And now Dave will attest to this. I don't I I am a quick driver. I don't drive the speed limit. I'm driving with traffic. She's right? a little heavy footed. <laughs> I'm driving with traffic and I'm driving and there's my car is not moving forward. It's not going anymore. It is slowing down. Did it dawn Even, on you what just happened? No, never, Jamie, because I'm like, <laughs> what is, like, why? Like, what's going I keep hammering. I'm pushing the pedal. I'm hammering the gas. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And I'm slowing down. The, the pace between the car in front of me and myself is getting so much larger. People behind me are right on my ass. I'm like, okay, what's going on? I signal to get to the right handling you know to get over i see an exit in front of me i'm hammering my gas it's not going and i'm just trying to make the exit i'm maybe what a hundred yards from that exit my car is just dead done now she was on the freeway on the freeway freeway. now the one person i think to call in distress is david yes but i know at the same time how disappointed he'll be in me and how he will talk to me and he'll talk to me like well what do you mean yeah what are you talking about your gas light went on (laughs) why did you put gas in your car why do you put gas is a half tank because you know that it's going to get down to a you know you're going to drive far there right just get to a half so i am literally thinking to myself i cannot i cannot call him now i know who is with him which was my brother at the time working with us i think he's safer he's a little softer he'll be oh, a little more yes, yes yes he will never be like Casey. Yes. never judgmental. <laughs> no, no, no. Dave is going to talk to me like my dad and be like, well, yeah, I should have done this. I call my brother being like, hey, where are you? And coincidentally, they're at the gas station and he's with David. And I was like, okay, do not See, tell him. But I'm... this is fate. This is perfect. But I said, okay, do not tell him. But I need gas. I'm at the side of the road on the expressway. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He goes, well, I'm going to have to tell Dave. I was like, don't tell him anything. And Matt, and he's like laughing because yeah. he's like, well, I'm going to have to tell Dave. I'm like, no, do yeah. not tell him anything. Don't tell him anything. Just get gas. So he didn't at first. <laughs> so we left the gas station. We got onto the freeway and proceeded. <laughs> and we were heading in the direction that, that she was. was stuck. All right. So we we're heading eastbound on 94. And we got to finally to a point where we were getting kind of close. And he mentioned that Casey's up ahead and she might need some help. My this is how much he has my back. He's such a nice brother. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting in my car. Each pa- car, each car that's passing me, my car is like jolting. <laughs> yeah. I am getting more furious, one, with myself for the sheer stupidity, but also... That Dave's going to be there. Dave will be there. 
Like, literally, it didn't even bother me that my brother would be there. It'd be like, yeah. okay, you know, Casey misjudged us, whatever. David was going to be there. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I, my blood was boiling. Yes. Like, literally, I could have gotten out and just, like, kicked someone because I was so angry. So, on top of it, of course, when I'm pulled over, there's no, like, side curb. It is just the expressway. Yeah, you have to, you have to stainly walk out, you know what I mean? And be on the side the traffic and it's on is. The driver's side. Yeah, yeah. So, I felt awful. So, David's truck pulls up and you know at this point in time I'm just pissed off. Because his truck pulls up my brother literally like a little ninja that he is he squirms between the line and traffic puts gas in my car and bef- meanwhile I just sit in the vehicle. He's sitting and he's loving what this is bringing to us. he loves it. He's feeding off of it I don't buy it. So angry he's oh, yeah there's Casey yep yep so my brother puts gas in my car I say nothing. Well first of all I'm like be careful please I'm so sorry. I think I actually cried because I felt like such an idiot so i literally didn't say anything else he put the gas in my car i just took off exit there was a quick trip right there got gas we had a meeting at work went to work mm-hmm. i pulled a dave and just act like nothing was <laughs> I was going to say, you learned from I pulled, the best. I pulled a date and yeah. like nothing happened. Yeah. How's it going today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's start this meeting. Okay, 401ks. <laughs> what are we contributing? Segment number five. Great places to eat. All right, guys. I, I need to talk about a great place to eat that I visited recently, and it's here in the great town of Muskego. It's called The Local, and it's actually run by the folks who also do the Hale House in oh, Hale's Corners. Okay. And I got to say, great food, great atmosphere. It's a very small place. What kind of food? Very much like the Hale House. I mean, they have the Bam Bam Shrimp. Ooh, like the duck salad like that yes it's just a smaller atmosphere it's a smaller little corner bar david has anyone ever told you that you're kind of bougie am i really you're kind of Bougie, really? David. Well, I like to get out. You're I like to bougie. I like to check out the new places. But it is located on Hillendale Avenue. It's kind of hidden. Hillendale Avenue off of college. It's kind of right next to a little middle school in Muskego. But I would suggest to our listeners that if you get the opportunity, try out the local in Muskego. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I'll try. When do I start? Is it going to cue us in? We want to thank you, our guests, on today's show, especially Scott today for coming in and spending some time with us. We also want to thank you, our listeners, for spending time with us and enjoying today. If there's a topic you want to discuss or you want to be a guest, please contact us via... DJ at Welcome to the Boar's Nest. And always remember, whatever platform you are listening. Jamie! I can't do this. I can't do this. David! Whatever platform you're listening to the show, please remember to rate and review. David! 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 I thought I was doing good at this last All right, let's forget about this. Well, they say all good things come to an end. What's that got to do with this show? <laughs> we obviously want to thank our guests on today's show. We want to thank Scott for joining us. Scott, all the way from Minneapolis, who was a Wisconsinite for a short period of time. We want to thank him for being on the show. 
We also want to thank you, ultimately, the listeners of this podcast. We want to thank you for tuning us in and tuning us in every single time. Is he reading a script? If there's a topic, of course, that you want to discuss, or possibly if you want to be on this show, I need you to contact us via email. Jamie at what? DJ at welcome to the boar's nest.com. And of course, whatever platform you are listening to us on, Jamie, we want them to remember to what? Rate and review. Because that, of course, is very important. It helps our algorithm. Yes, it does. And we'll be back with another show real soon. But in the meantime, of course, on behalf of Kigel, Bob, and Art, Jamie, Casey, and myself, we want to thank you for catching up with this episode. And folks, if you're, of course, listening to us in your vehicle right now, we want you to remember what? guys. Drive Drive safe safe. and listen to the boar's nest. Because we're on the roads too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Boar's Nest podcast with Casey, Jamie, and Dave. Today's show was produced by Gagel. Our executive producer is Mr. Bob Sacamano. It was brilliantly engineered by Art Van DeLay. You can rate and review this episode on Apple Podcast, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for the show? Just email them at dj at welcometotheboarsnest.com. It, too, might be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to The Boar's Nest on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or where other fine podcasts are downloaded. Once again, folks, thanks for listening and tune us in again. Hey, Art, could you make sure the mics are off? I got something to ask of Jamie and Casey. I know it's kind of a weird time, but uh, I was just wondering uh, what is going to happen to us on Monday when we're all together again. I mean, I consider you guys my friends. I'm not wrong, am I? No. So on Monday, what happens? Are we still friends, you mean? We're friends now, that is. Yeah. Do you want the truth? Yeah, I want the truth. I don't think so.